Good evening, friends, and welcome to this broadcast of the Full Moon Meeting on behalf of the Lucis Trust in New York. We are approaching the Full Moon of Aries, the great festival of Easter, a celebration of the living Christ. The turmoil and disturbance we are presently experiencing could be compared to the time when Christ was last on earth in physical form only now exponentially increased by billions more people. Christ is the Lord of love and the heart of the hierarchy, teacher alike to angels and men, and this fact is no different then or now. 2,000 years ago, he was presiding over the change from the age of Aries to the age of Pisces, when, at that time as now, Powerful energies were colliding and conflicting as the celestial influences moved through their infinite patterns. The Aries full moon marks the beginning of the three spiritual festivals, the higher interlude of the spiritual year. One of the factors that makes these three festivals so important is that they are ruled respectively by Aries, Taurus, and Gemini the three subjective energies or the three conditioning signs which lie behind manifestation, according to the Tibetan master. They represent the first, second, and third rays, the three major rays of aspect. As students of the ageless wisdom, we are constantly confronted with phrases like this that cannot be understood by the concrete mind. Some glimmer of understanding can come though through the use of the higher mind and the soul. In the meantime, we struggle along with our little brains gaining experience in earthly form until the soul is the complete ruler of our lives. The occult path is a many lifetimes project with many obstacles and challenges. The soul knows these to be opportunities, so we must proceed confidently with this in mind. As we know, at the time of the full moon, the energies with which the hierarchy is directly working are more readily available to humanity as a whole. When we join our energies in meditation during the five-day period of the full moon, particularly at the higher interlude, we are able to facilitate the circulation of spiritual energies of light, love, and power for use in service to humanity as well as the subhuman kingdoms for whom we are the guardians and custodians. And for the animals, plants, and minerals, we have to do better. The more that spiritual energies flow through our planetary system, the more closely hierarchy can work with humanity. Together with our elder brothers, we are literally creating the path of, pathway of light for the feet of the Christ while our meditative efforts are augmented by the subjective energies of the signs of the higher interlude. The exact time of the full moon is in just four hours from now, so we are building up the spiritual tension that will enable the flow of higher energies to impact the fourth kingdom, the human. Especially at this time, these energies are needed to help stabilize and balance the chaotic and fearful thoughts being generated by the global pandemic. While many people report feeling a special jolt or pull from the full moon, the point of our work is not to benefit or affect the individual, but to enhance our capability as a group 
to work skillfully with the subjective aspects of living, with the energies behind manifestation and the causes behind the manifestation of form. Also, the full moon festivals are not about the moon at all, but are more accurately solar festivals when the maximum sunlight pouring onto the earth is reflected on the moon. In Aries, in the Northern Hemisphere, we feel the solar energy particularly strongly because with every passing day, the sun climbs higher and shines more strongly, warming the earth and waking up all the plant and animal lives who reside in the open. In this time of planetary crisis, when all of humanity is facing the same issues, problems, and challenges all at the same time, there can no longer be any doubt about the fact that we are interconnected and are a single human race. We live more closely together than at any time in history, and this physical proximity is having its own effects. There are no longer others over there, only the one us, here and now. Let us take a moment to focus the group mind on the fact of our fundamental oneness and think deeply about the words in the mantra of unification and their relevance today. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. The overarching themes of Aries are renewal, rebirth, and resurrection, the action of rising up and birthing something new. It represents the emergence of life clothed in a new form, and in the collective consciousness usually carries the feeling of joy and hope. There is always great joy at the miracle of birth, and in spring, the same feeling seems to ooze out of us as we observe the swelling buds and slowly greening leaves and flowers after a long cold winter. If you have ever watched how a seed comes to life through the soil, it is clear to see that the soil itself is disturbed by the new growth. The emerging plant literally pushes the obstructing soil away and disrupts the surface. New growth always brings disruption of some kind, and in sentient beings is often accompanied by pain and suffering. Today, amidst the great disturbance we are all undergoing, 
we should turn the searchlight of the soul onto where Aquarius is pointing, toward new ways of living, to the new structures that we will be built and the refreshed institutions and relationships that will emerge after the current pandemic has passed. We mustn't mourn the loss of our old habits and ways of life, but look with joyous expectancy toward the light-filled, soul-infused forms that must and will appear. Aries is the light of life itself, and as such, directly links the center humanity with the center Shambhala, the center of our planetary life distributing spiritual will. It is the channel to our planet for first ray energy. And during the time of Aries, there is an even more powerful inrush of the energy of will or power. Aries is directly related to the processes of creative destruction and the subsequent building of new forms all governed by Shambhala, where the will of God is known. Aries therefore represents the primal originating energy and one which profoundly affects all of humanity, no matter what our sun sign may be. It stimulates the life principle and its dynamism helps build forms that become progressively more refined and suitable to express cosmic purpose. First ray energy has been impacting the planet for quite some time, even though it is not yet in full incarnation. The first phase of its manifestation is that of a destructive nature, destructive to forms that are blocking the divine flow and preventing spiritual livingness to be expressed. The destructive influence could be seen during the Great War and its aftermath of the Spanish flu epidemic in 1918, which alone killed 50 million people. After the shock and sorrow subsided, rebuilding took place and healing could begin. 100 years ago and on a large scale, the first ray potency began partially to break the hold of materialistic living and thinking and moved humanity closer to embracing spiritual values. We are now in another cycle of destruction and disruption undoubtedly on a higher turn of the spiral. DK says the following, which very well describes the current dissolution of forms and the turmoil we see now. The Lord of Shambhala in this time of urgency, from love of the life aspect and from understanding of the plan, as well as love of humanity, is sending forth this dynamic energy. It is form destroying, and brings death to those material forms and organized bodies which hinder the free expression of the life of God. For they negate the new culture and render inactive the seeds of the coming civilization. It is clear that up to now, humanity has not been ready to recognize this newly emerging culture and new ways of organization based on the values of sharing and right human relations. Consequently, we are undergoing a severe disruption, an event that will transform our materialistic culture. The current global pandemic is clearly some kind of shakeup and reset of an out of balance global system based on constant material expansion and uncontrolled consumption of the Earth's resources. We have not yet been sharing as we should. 
blockages of the divine circulatory flow have developed, and now we are being forced to reevaluate. Through the agency of this microscopic life form of a deadly virus, all systems, all supply chains, financial structures, medical systems, travel methods, governmental policies, and more are being tested or temporarily shut down. Many people have lost their jobs, are worried about how they will live or eat, or if they will get sick. What will emerge after this crisis is over? What will we have learned and what new forms will be built? David Spangler has some interesting words to say about the current global situation. He says, this event is rooted in humanity's current struggle to understand and manifest a global and Gaian consciousness, one that reconciles through love and wisdom the tension between the individual and the group and between humanity and nature. Unfortunately, many structures of human societies do not support such a manifestation and may be threatened by it or even oppose it. In such a context, the soul of humanity draws to itself experiences and challenges that confront it with the need for and the urgency of a planetary awareness, one that can build social structures that will give expression and support to such an awareness. The need of our time is for cooperation, for mutual aid and assistance, understanding that no one person or nation or people can handle the future alone. The need for a response of love, not fear, is profound. It is at the heart of the human struggle now as we move through challenging times. Fear is an ancient astral manifestation which causes blockages and glamour. It fosters contraction and withdrawal. It stifles resiliency and creativity and renders the person who is gripped with fear to be brittle and fragile. It is a natural human reaction to a perceived danger and is only overcome through the light and power of the soul, the power that transforms the daily life through impersonality and love. About fear, DK says this in Letters on Occult Meditation. Fear causes weakness. Weakness causes a disintegration. The weak spot breaks and a gap appears, and through that gap, evil force may enter. The factor of entrance is the fear of the man himself who opens thus the door. Today, millions of people are being confronted with fear and sadness and are being forced to deal with powerful emotions in the face of severe uncertainty and physical isolation. The collective dweller on the threshold is clearly visible as never before, and in the solitude of the heart, the resources of the soul of humanity are being evoked. The courage embodied in the angel is facing down the age-old thought forms that need to be destroyed, as humanity as a whole is preparing for and undergoing an initiation experience, spurred on by the microscopic life, a part of the one life. The Easter festival focuses our attention on the reality of the living Christ within each human being and his influence on all the planet. The principle of love, 
so perfectly embodied and exemplified by him underlies all activity on earth and is now ever more active, more insistent for recognition. Along with the pressure of the indwelling Christ and the impact of Shambhala, the life force is blasting through all forms, transforming some and shattering others. The spiritual pressure is forcing internal and external changes so that the new life within can emerge and demonstrate the radiance and reality of the Christ life manifesting in every living thing. Natural disasters bring out the best in people, and the current crisis of disruption and physical isolation is calling forth a torrent of goodwill in the face of fear and uncertainty. Visible acts of kindness and courage, sharing and compassion are everywhere. We are truly living in a transformative moment when humanity's inner resources are being tested. It's as if we are in a war zone and every person in their own way is fighting a common enemy together. Heroes are everywhere, especially in the healing professions where the brave men and women on the front lines of disease are caring for the sick with inadequate resources, equipment, and protection. People, especially in the United States, are having to develop a spirit of sacrifice when goods and services which have previously been plentiful are drastically reduced. Folks are caring for elderly friends and neighbors, and when strangers ask strangers, how are you, they really mean it. <laughs> the fact that the Christ is with us is demonstrated through this unprecedented outpouring of goodwill performed every day by so-called ordinary people. Each expression of goodwill strengthens the path of return for the world teacher and helps create the conditions through which the new Aquarian energies can emerge. If we look with the eyes of the soul to the spirit of the indwelling Christ, there is so much going on in the world today that attests to the reality of the approach of the, approach of the great ones to our planet. In every country, people are meditating, praying, studying, practicing mindfulness and active kindness. They are talking to one another on group chats and Zoom calls. We recognize that love and forgiveness are the only qualities that will carry the day and eliminate fear. DK has asked us to consider how the thousands of years of prayers and meditations carried on by millions of people in every religion have fundamentally altered the energetic patterns of the planet. Everywhere, people are recognizing that the advancing light is revealing the dark and secret behaviors and the misuse of resources that poison the planet. The earth is known as the planet of sorrow and pain, and all lives are part of the initiation the planetary logos is currently undergoing, moving the earth closer to becoming a sacred planet. All lives, from the smallest single cells to the highest initiate, are influenced by the Christ energy. Christ, the world teacher, is present and active in all kingdoms and on all planes, and is the connecting and communicating influence in all the affairs of earth. Known in the Bible as the man of sorrows, well acquainted with grief, 
He is preparing to take physical form, an act of the greatest sacrifice, which will usher in a new era based on love and goodwill, and which recognizes and supports the vision of wholeness and interconnectedness, and interconnectedness we see emerging now. We are truly birthing a new world. In his book, The Universal Christ, Richard Rohr speaks of this new birth into wholeness. He says, when you can honor and receive your own moment of sadness or fullness as a gracious participation in the eternal sadness or fullness of God, you are beginning to recognize yourself as a participating member of this one universal body. You are moving from I to we. So we'll now prepare for our meditation. I'm going to speak the uh, keynote of the full moon approach to the hierarchy. He who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark, and then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light, and lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them, the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors, twixt the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. The uh, mantra that's on the screen is not what we'll be using. And we'll get to the beginning part of the meditation in a moment. Uh, well, we're all in this together. Okay, let's just start. I think most of us know the meditation outline, but I'll read it anyway. Meditation, letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them.
Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known.
higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation on the Seed Thought for Aries. I come forth and from the plane of mind I rule.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the six-fold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and physical centers of distribution. A lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. 
Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, <clears throat> let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. 10.35 tonight, in a few hours, is the exact time of the full moon. I hope you can join in. Um, I don't know if Kathy has any announcements. Um, I don't have the dates of the next meeting. Uh, it's on a Wednesday, and it's the Wastec full moon. Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the exact date. We'll but, keep we'll keep posted. <laughs> and following that Wednesday full moon, Wisek, 
on uh, Friday, as Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll be having the working school conference electronically streamed through Zoom. And the day before WESAC on Tuesday, we'll also be having like a pre-WESAC um, meditation meeting. So you'll be receiving emails about all of these events. And so we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, everyone.